This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. He is Jared Morgan, a.k.a. The Australian. G'day, Chris. How you going, mate? Uh, this feels like deja vu, but I'm doing good. <laughs> That's right. Yes. We, we, we just had to... We started the session this exact same way, and then I had a technical difficulty, and so we're starting the session again this way. Um, so take two rather than making Jared... Uh, do some editing so yeah it's uh things are going well i've got the uh the pizza and slurpee in the belly so uh, i'm happy on that front but i'm good, good i'm rather shocked at the the date uh i know it means nothing to you australians but for us fireworks day july 4th is uh just right around the corner and that means that my boy is summer is halfway done which is frightening because it feels like it just started <laughs> All right. So he's not going back to school just yet, right? Like he's got a bit more time off. Yeah, he's got until August tenth, which is just insane to me. See, when I went to school, we got out in mid June, and then you didn't go back until the first week of September. Wow, that's a huge amount of time off. Yeah, right. It was good times, right? Yeah, but actually, totally. It's it's actually the same amount of time that he has off now, except for he gets off at the end of May. And doesn't go back to school until August 10th now. So okay. it's, it's still two and a half months, which is what I had. But the problem is that August to me is still summer. It, that's, mm. that's still, it's ingrained in my brain that that's the time off, right? Dude, and, weird. Uh, you know, summer movies are still coming out. Every, it's still summer. It's not, summer is not over until September in my, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. So... Yeah. Usually, when you'd hit July Fourth, that meant ah, summer's just getting started. Now it's like, wow, summer's flying by. What have you done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's a it's a little a uh, little freaky to me there, but uh, you know, yeah, it, it, I can get over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It'll be fine. Uh, so a uh, couple of things have have happened here. Uh, one of them we'll get into immediately. The other one uh, will delay just slightly. But the uh, okay. Indy 500 has come out on TPA. Yes, it has. That is what we're going to get uh... into a little bit later. <laughs> what we're going to get into okay. right now is because it was announced in the newsletter. And, of course, once you get a newsletter, you get a hint. You get a clue. You get a clue <laughs> as to what the next table is going to be. So uh, I literally, uh, Jared, right before we started the session, pointed out, hey, newsletter came out. I was like, oh, I better look at that and see. Um, so I looked at the newsletter and then we started this podcast. And so I was like, Hey, what, uh, what's that clue all about? Because it's a picture of a hot dog, uh, being Thomas added the tank to engine. Thomas, the tank engine. And then it's a picture of Tom Hanks, uh, uh, specifically the big poster, I believe. Yeah. And, it's a big poster. Uh, being added to a picture of William Hurt. And I was like, what is that? Thomas, the hurt. I don't, I don't know what. And, and Jared Sorelli went, well, is that him from Big? And I went, yeah, Big Hurt. And he was like, oh, it's Big Hurt. And I was like, I still have never heard right. of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then Frank <laughs> Thomas's Big Hurt. I and got right, Frank, instead, of, instead of hot dog, it's a Frankfurter. So Frank Thomas, yeah. So yay, Gottlieb Premier Table. Well, you know what? Hey, at least they're getting it out of the way at the front of the season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than so well, that yes. way, all the people that all the people that whenever a uh, Gottlieb table comes out at the end of the season, they go, "Oh, if I had known that, I wouldn't have bought the season." Well, now oh, it's a load of rubbish. Now congratulations, you're not going to buy the season because that's right off the top. You got your Gottlieb premiere being a giant stop sign to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, have I've you played never, this one much? No, I've never played it. I I didn't. I'm not familiar at all with that title. I I was thinking when you first said it, isn't there a uh, Stern? Uh, game that's also a baseball themed. Ah, uh, geez, I don't know. Um, uh, is it called? It was an early one, was it? Um, no, I mean, uh, it would be a DMD. A DM, I don't know, I don't think so, which is kind of unusual if you think about it. Well, it might be in Sega, maybe I'm thinking Sega. Game. Yeah, like what was it called? Not Smash Ball, but um, 
uh, I forget the name of it. It was some. It was something baseball themed. I'm sure. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, you know what it would help. It. See, to, uh, we had a problem uh, getting this session going on Blab, so we switched to uh, Google Hangouts today. And if we're on Blab, then we'd have our uh, peanut gallery being able to answer this for us. But instead, we're not able to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly right. Yeah, but um, um, that's okay. Um, see, now now I'm feeling like a uh, pinball idiot. And uh, I don't want to feel like doing a Google search right now. Slugfest. Slugfest was that's a it. Slugfest. But that's a Williams. It's a it's a baseball pinball machine, uh, and it's 1992. So it's oh. it's like a pitch and bet um, sort of game. Uh, well, and that's, that's just what I was thinking. when you first said the title. I was like, oh, are we getting a, a pitch and bet? A pitch and bet. Yeah. And hey, if this is a Gottlieb from the 1950s, and it's a pitch and bet, well, wouldn't that be unique to us? And That'd they, be pretty cool, yeah. Right, but instead it's got late premiere, and I'm not excited about that in the least. <laughs> so this game, I've because I have a misspent youth, I did manage to play this game when it was fresh out of the box back in the 90s. Yeah. Because um, it's a 90s era being a Gottlieb premiere. And um, DMD, it's got a... Its main feature is this oscillating uh, pitcher's glove um, uh, or catcher's glove that moves across this ramp. Um, and the idea is you can shoot left field, right field, or straight up the middle. Um, and the, the sort of the ramp has this pop-up ramp in the middle that allows you to get a grand slam. And that's pretty much how you score in this game. You get grand slams and it goes off. It's nuts when you get it. Like the whole thing just lights up and like the commentator goes off his head and yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. If you have never played it before, you'll go, Oh, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, you'll do it another 10 times and you go, okay, I'm a bit over this now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, the good thing about it is though the pitchers, the, the pitchers glove or the catcher's glove is actually spring loaded. So if you're playing this on like a brand new shopped Gottlieb with super strong flippers and everything, mm-hmm. you'll, you, it really is a strategy to avoid the glove because that glove uh, will get you, um, rocketing back towards the flippers at a rapid rate. Um, but the, the other thing is that this game has a, um, a center post in it because of that reason. And I think, oh. you know, so it all the risk of this game is taken out with the center post. Yeah. I I grow, I grew to hate this game because <laughs> it, was in a, it was in our pinball league. Um, and there's this one guy who I think listens to this podcast, he'll know who he is, who got colossal scores on this because he was just spamming the ramps over and over again. And it's not that he was, um, you know, trying to abuse anything at all with the table. It's just the way this table is. Because when the ball returns to the flipper from either the, the sort of left field or right fields, it goes pretty much right near the flipper. So you can always catch it no matter what. Um, so you know how on a lot of Bally Williams games, the ball, if it comes off a ramp, it returns right at the very top of the in lane yeah, and then rolls down over the switch and then sort of goes towards your flipper. So you, you do have to do a bit of jiggling to get it to rest in that flipper if you want to trap it. Well, Godleaves drop it pretty much right at the very bottom of the return lane. So it just goes plop and then just neatly rests on your flipper. <laughs> so, so it's just boring. I, if I had one myself, I would actually modify the um the railings and cut them off and then re-tig them so that the ball dropped at the very top of the ramp <laughs> at the very top of the inlane because it's just boring otherwise um, well I, I i i did a quick uh, google search so i could actually see what this looks like so yes i do see a uh, big hurt and and all that and then I, t- I did a google search of just a uh, pinball baseball pinball mm. and uh yeah that's the only modern table i've seen pop up everything else is a uh, flipping bat um, yeah. So well, this so might be the, this very well might be the table that I was thinking of as being a uh, a Sega table. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's got some modes in it. It's got the usual Gottlieb Premier modes, which I think is about six because that's yeah. the cap of what their um system allowed them to put into a game. Yeah. Um, but it's all about getting the um the home runs and um progressing through the game that way. Um. It's just a classic Gottlieb premiere, really. Um, well, the good news is at least, at least Farsight is being timely and having this come out during baseball season. <laughs> see, I wouldn't have no no clue about that. Yeah. But yeah, that's actually a good thing to release now. That's a, a good idea. 
yeah you know as a positive so so uh farsight if you're listening that means that uh you have from november until june to make sure that we get uh the uh oh god now i'm drawing a complete nba fast break thank you very much NBA, <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was gonna, no, I was gonna mention that today too nba fast break yes so uh you know now we got the big hurt i need my uh i need my NBA. Basketball, nba and while you're at it why don't you go ahead and just for the fun of it give us monday night football from uh, daddy east and uh <laughs> you yeah, know we know we know the soccer table is coming you know, let's let's cover all sports, huh? So this is basically this will be the sports ball season. Exactly. Um, if if, if yeah, they do of, that, instead of the season of the uh, designer, we'll have the season of the sports. And uh, yeah, and 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 we can get our you know, hey, you want another Gottlieb? Let's get Gottlieb three hundred. So we have our bowling uh, table in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, we, you could actually make this a sports themed season. Maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, um, if we started with Indy five hundred, why not? Right. You know, car yeah, racing right. and uh, car racing, car racing baseball, baseball, football, basketball, soccer. It's and, do- it's, and Doctor yeah. Who. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, that's right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll call that. Uh, well, let's see what would be decidedly English. Do, do the English play cricket? I know you guys play yes. cricket. Okay, there well, you go. We play cricket. Yeah, we play cricket. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we can't even. There's no way we can work out how Doctor Who fits into the sports <laughs> season. It's there's, there's nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing. But yeah, on that. that's that is an interesting idea. They could actually make it a sports themed season. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. So yeah. since we since uh, brought it up, uh, yeah, Indy 500 is out. I played it a whole mess uh, just yesterday. Uh, mm. Did you uh, get a chance to play it yet, Jared? Yes, it well it has been released on Android, and we had a limited beta on it um, because okay. I was also putting in some extra things for the UI as well. There's been yeah. a lot of cleanup happening in that uh, okay. as well. I'm seeing, uh, yeah, as an aside, more and more control support getting added into it. So that's that's Great. a positive thing. But yes, let's talk a little bit more about so Indy let's 500 talk, before I launch. Indy 500. Uh, I am having a blast with it. I'll just say that. Mm. It's such a fast, flowy table, isn't it? It is a very, very fast and flowy table. But what I like about it is that because uh, I also I've been going on a a kick of trying to knock off some wizard goals from season five. Mm. Uh, no fear, very fast, flowy table. Don't enjoy it at all. It's just not. Mm. I'm not having fun with it. What I'm the difference that I'm finding with Indy Five Hundred is although it is a lot of flow, there is some catch and shoot moments going on. Mm. In a lot of yeah. ways, it reminds me of uh, Black Rose. Specifically, oh, okay. that shot all the way up at the top center of the table. Uh, oh, the broadside is, shot. It's yeah. the broadside shot. And here we have it again. This is what you got to uh, go in to get your extra ball and to uh, one of the ways that you can start a mode in this. Uh, so it's a bit like Elvira and the Party Monsters as well, right? Because it mm-hmm. has that hole as well. Yeah. Right. So it's that very, very long shot straight up the middle. Um, there's also a couple of, uh, catch and shoot moments with, uh, hitting the, I'm not sure what the, the, the light targets, what they're calling the light targets, I believe, where it's oh, the, the standups, the, yeah, the wall, I think they call yeah. them. The walls. Yeah. Where yeah. it's, uh, a, a square target that has four small lights on it. You hit it four times. That's you light that four times, basically. Um, yeah. shows your progression on that. Um, and then also the the flow of it is very cool because there's a couple of different shots. You can flow right into the loops. You can flow right into the ramps. You can flow uh, right into the ball lock. Um, yeah, that's a good. the the turbo The turbo loop combo is pretty fun to do. When once you nail it and you get the the timing yeah. right, you just go shoot and then straight into the turbo. You get good points for it too. Yeah, um, a lot of the time. The the thing that I'm most appreciative of this is, and I mentioned it many podcasts ago when I was griping about victory. Mm. I don't have a problem with victory's layout. I have a problem with victory's rules or yeah. lack thereof. Yeah, that's right. Indy 500 takes care of all that. It, to me, yeah. it, it has the hurry ups. It has the flow shots just going over and over again. It really, t- it does the racing theme very, very well. It um, does, yeah, and the, and the sound effects that go along with it are fantastic. This is one of the noisier tables going, though. It is. It's because Have you ever played one of these in the arcade? Yes. Yeah. I've, what I've about played... that rocker motor? That 
thing at the top right hand corner, boy, does it make a noise when it rolls on the real game. It's uh well not only not only you have that making noise, but you have the turbo lock, which once it yeah, has a ball is... on it, it's constantly spinning. That's yeah. always making a noise. Um, yeah. and then you've got the sound effects just just going on of the high pitch, you know, squeal of, of cars F1 going by. Squeal, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's and really good. And your announcers and you know everything else like that. I mean, it is a noisy, noisy machine. Um, it's kind of good though, because if you think about it, you're at the F1, if you're at an F1 race, it's all just noise all the time. So yeah. it kind of catches that it, it's difficult to catch that sort of thing. Uh, in a pinball machine, but with the mechanical elements in this game, they've kind of done that, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, as as is typical, it's a little easier <laughs> than the real yeah. thing. Um, the the ramps, uh, specifically the right ramp. Uh, so if you're coming off of uh, the the habit trail on the uh, left side, drops into the left ramp, uh, left flipper, and then you can shoot the right ramp. It's mm almost i don't know i can really get into a zone on it in this table yeah uh whereas yeah. on the real thing me hitting ramps was like come on it's right Pretty... there why can't i hit it you know yeah no. <laughs> i i agree it's uh it's pretty brutal in real life that table um yeah. the ball seems to just rocket they're not vacuum ramps because i've had plenty of balls come right back down the ramp so that's oh, yeah, good me on, too. that's good on farsight they're not making it just oh you touch the ramp the ball's going up you know no they, they come yeah, back right. all the time and on this particular yes. table it's particularly dangerous <laughs> for hmm. a center drain when they come back down yeah they they are a little bit uh yeah dicey when it comes back down the wrong way i agree it's uh it's got some dangerous elements to it um yeah Overall, very good. Um, no, I think they done. did a good they... job. I'm not happy with the modeling job that they did of the, uh, yeah, the car that spins around in a loop on the upper right-hand uh, side of the table. Yeah. Know, rock motor. It's... it's a very low-res, uh, it lacks That's detail. It. Yeah, it, it really it lacks detail. And the, because of it lacking detail, uh, it looks just kind of slapped on. Um mm. Even when you go into table exploration mode, that's when you can really see that they didn't detail that car. There's no shadow on the car. Um, it looks very, very digital and plastic, you might say. Yeah. Uh, unfinished. What about the, um, what, what's the uh, car like on the lower left where it diverts and locks the ball for a pit lane? Is that looking okay to you? It looks okay. Again, it could be modeled a little bit more detailed, but it at least looks okay. Um, yeah. I noticed I when, <laughs> when, when I trap a ball in there on Android, it jiggles quite a bit. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't remain. Is that how it works on Steam as well? Uh, yeah, it does some jiggling. We were having some issues of it uh, uh, not diverting the ball and getting stuck. Uh, they, ah. fixed the, they fixed the collision issue on that, although I have managed to get uh, two balls stuck there. <laughs> mm. um, you know that uh, there is actually a bug like a ROM issue on this table as well. That's oh, uh, not really fast. So, you know, if you've got a, if you're quick to shoot two balls into the turbo mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. one of them makes it in and then it senses that there's another ball in there, it thinks that it hasn't actually put the first ball into the turbo. Okay. So it will actually try and load a second ball into the same slot in the turbo. Ah. Okay. And it will just spin around and it won't recognize that there's actually an extra ball in there and it will go, yep, there's no lost ball. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. And oh, I wonder if that's what's happened a couple of times because then it goes into ball search mode and eventually spits it out. Yeah, I, it will, I think it will eventually, if it's detecting no action on the play field, it'll just spin the turbo and both balls will come out again. Um, but I had it on Android where I did two really quick shots into the um, the turbo trying to get like a, um, I think it was a super jackpot. And I managed to go, yeah, I'll just nail both these balls in there. And it, the first one went in cleanly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second one just dropped into its place and the turbo didn't spin because the, the way the ROM works is it will go shoot the ball up. Once it detects the ball is in the turbo, it will spin spin around like one um, slot Yeah. Uh, and then continue holding the ball and it's spinning turbo pattern. You won't see my finger because I don't have my camera on at the moment. <laughs> um, but it's spinning around and then once it gets another ball in there, it will basically the ROM software will go right vacant slot spit the ball in once the ball's loaded it'll then go cool i'm going to spin again 
and it does it does lose track of the ball in the real life table as well sometimes. So okay. it's it's not so much a bug with Farsight, it's actually a bug with how the ROM handles the balls in that assembly. So that's always the tricky thing with these tables is determining what is a software bug for Farsight and what is a ROM bug for the yeah. actual table. Um, it can get kind of frustrating, especially if you don't have you know your own table sitting there in your living room that you can compare it again and you're just playing going off of memory. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so with this table, it got me uh, thinking. Just because this, I mean, it looks it looks pretty good, and it's playing really good, and it's fun. Um, again, Farsight's been doing fairly well with their table builds, you know, from season three on. Uh, but it got me thinking about when you have somebody who has either never played pinball in general or is brand new to digital pinball, you know, so maybe they've played quite a bit of pinball in real life, but digital pinball and you have your phone or you have them over at your house at your computer and you're like, Hey, have you seen this app? Have you heard of this app TPA? Inevitably mm. people always be like, Oh, I don't know. What is that? And then you show them a couple of things. And they're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Right. And they're that at first glance, they're kind of, you know, blown away and, and, you know, usually like it and stuff. So then yeah. inevitably the question becomes, well, what table should I buy? Yeah, that's right. Now, let's say they don't want to buy entire seasons. <laughs> we, you know, and, and who can blame them? You know, the Steam sale is uh, just ended and they don't want to spend 40 bucks, 30 or 40 bucks uh, just for one season, especially if there's a couple of different tables that they're interested in that are spread across many different seasons. So yep. we, we decided to, uh, to help everybody out. What tables should you recommend for them to purchase that are the best, call it demonstration tables? And what I mean by that is we used to, uh, those of us that are home theater enthusiasts, there are plenty of movies that are absolutely terrible, terrible movies. They're not good in the least. The stories are just a mess. The acting is hilarious, but they've got some of the best sound for surround sound and fantastic picture quality for, you know, showing off your gigantic TV. So you show them a scene and you're like, isn't that awesome? And it's pure eye candy and ear candy, right? So that's what we're going for with, with our top 10 list of tables to recommend. This is what your eye candy and ear candy are. These tables that we're going to mention have probably the fewest bugs, at least as far as we're concerned. Um, Yep. User mileage may vary. Um, That's right. Platforms may vary. Yeah, platforms may vary, but we're kind of basing this on what is good for both. So Jared is primarily, well, I think exclusively an Android user, and I'm exclusively now a a user on Steam. So between those two, we kind of feel like we're covering both consoles and the mobile market uh, in combination. Uh, and we agreed on both of these because there were some tables that I said, "Oh, this is really great on Steam," or on yeah, on Steam. And Jared was like, "Oh, it's, it's terrible on Android." So yeah, the following was following tables, yes, the following tables we think are are pretty dang good demonstration and good recommendations. If somebody's asking you, "Hey, what should I buy?" Feel free in recommending these, and I don't think people will uh, come back and hurt you. No. <laughs> they shouldn't. If they do, there's something wrong with them. This, it's it's their problem, not yours. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, start off uh, kind of the safest, easiest choice, which is Adam's family. Yep, absolutely. Now, this is now, very well implemented. It's very well implemented. It's graphic-wise, Farsight did a great job. Lighting-wise, in DX11, they did a great job. Uh, bug-wise, I don't think there's any major issues going on with it. Uh, no, not and, on, like Android, like the lighting is perfectly fine. Android, they've got decent alpha bloom on the flashes, and it it doesn't look like nuked like some of the tables do. It, like, right, well balanced. The lighting's good for mobile, and yeah, it's it plays well. Very few bugs. And then on top of that, even for the pinball noob, most people have that have any clue played about pinball this. have played or seen an Adam's family table. So it's a safe, you know, slide you in kind of a uh, kind of table. Um, yeah, absolutely. Next table, medieval madness. Which, oh yes. <laughs> now what's interesting about this was this was, I believe Farsight's first DLC content 
after the initial four pack. It was. Yeah, I think it was. It was the first table pack and it came out with Brighter Pinbot, didn't it? Yes. I think. Yeah, yes. it came out with Brighter Pinbot. And at the time, everybody flipped their wigs over Brighter Pinbot of, of, wow, doesn't that look awesome? As opposed to nobody was really thinking that Medieval Madness looked that awesome. Um, mm. This one has received a fair few bug fixes along the years. It's got some um, bug fixes. It's gotten some uh, graphic fixes, I believe, too. Yeah, it has. I think they've cleaned some things up on it. And I know that the, the, this was Flippergate. Remember the Flippergate oh on this God, table? Oh, my God, Flippergate. The, uh, the for those that don't, yeah, the gap of the flippers was all wrong, according to everybody. And the flippers weren't even. Yeah. And it was, oh, my God. You thought the world was, was just, ending. It's, it's yeah, kind of a, it's it kind of a quaint complaint nowadays, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> this table plays very well. Um, as far as being faithful to the original, yeah. Um, yep, it's fast, just like the original, um, and it's fun. It's packed full of humor. Um, it's got Tina Fey in it, so what more can you really want? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, again, it's one of those tables that, and, and surprisingly, most of this list does not contain tables from the first and second season because a lot of those no, it doesn't. bugs or bad graphics or there's something you know, messed up with them enough that you kind of go, well, that's not exactly demo quality. It's not that, again, this is not a comment on the gameplay itself. No, this is a comment on the is... build. <laughs> um, the yeah, gameplay right. now is, the gameplay is purely gravy uh, with what this list is, is being put mm, forth. That's right. Um, yeah, it's funny because with it being a pack though, and, you know, the person getting Bright of Pinbot, uh, at least with the DX11 lighting, Bright of Pinbot's not that fantastic. Um, it, it suffers no, from it's... it suffers from them overlaying on top of what they already worked on, but they worked on it with the idea of kind of making it look like it was in a certain room environment rather than just being. Oh, yeah, they baked in the lighting, eh? they so they took the it in a dark room. Yes, and it just looks. This is one of those tables on Android that needs a complete facelift to make it look like the season three onwards quality. Right. Like it's. There's zero alpha panes. In fact, pretty much all season one and season two tables don't have any alpha panes on the flashes, so they look flat and lifeless. Um, and this table looks like it's covered in chrome dirt. Like it, yeah. it just looks dirty in the way that they've, they've photographed it. And like this table in real life is actually quite bright. Like it's yeah. the, the play field is quite light, and there's a lot of like light tones on it, but it just looks muddy and horrible on this. So. And again, yeah, it's it, not it one... depends on the format because, like, I always thought that it looked really great on PlayStation Three. Um, mm. So that's why it's, like I say, Bright of Pinbot. That's just a bonus to getting Medieval Madness. Um, yeah, but Bright of Pinbot is certainly not your demo table. Um, no. So uh, table number three to recommend for purchasing to somebody uh, is the combo pack of Fireball and El Dorado. Yes, EMs. Everyone needs an EM in their everybody collection, should, I think. Yes. Everybody should try them because, again, if you're recommending it to somebody, who knows what their style of table is? You know, they may say that exactly. they love uh, uh, DMDs, and then all of a sudden they play Fireball, and they're like, "Wow, this is really, oh, really wow. pretty fun!" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, this out of all the EMs in the collection by far, these are the two finest ones, and um, both of them are good representations of what. Uh, Farsight can do with, with pinball in TPS. Yeah. Um, they right. both are lit very well. They both graphically look nice. The physics mm. on both of them are really good. And again, all you have to do is compare Eldorado to Eldorado City of Gold, and you can see what a difference the tuning is between the two of them. Yes. It's, um, it's notable, and, yeah. and you'll get much more enjoyment getting um, playing the original Gottlieb EM version of that table. Yeah. Just the way it holds the drop targets over between balls is much more satisfying than having them reset on you, um, as we've talked about in past podcasts. And and Fireball itself is a unique table with the zipper flippers. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's worth the cost of admission alone just to try that out because it changes the way you play the pinball. The zipper flippers, you've got a spinner in the middle, and, uh, and, and both of them, chimes. You gotta have chimes yeah. at some point. Beautiful chimes, right? Yeah. So uh, again, that'll help. Oh, we have uh, that. With, I think Big Shot is an honorable mention here too. Big Shot is good fun to play as well. No, it's not. 
Well, I think it is. This, well, this it, you is know, back and forth between me and Jared would have happened where I just go, yes. you big shot. I hate you. Um, yeah. Cause I don't think big shot to me lighting wise. And again, I play it exclusively DX 11. The lighting mm. in DX 11 is jacked up um, mm. because the inserts, they don't light with the same intensity. And all of a sudden oh, yeah. after you collect so many inserts, all of a sudden it will noticeably get brighter when it shouldn't have, it should have always been an even brightness. Uh, when they were first, when Farsight was first doing the conversion to DX11, it would appear that their art team missed a few inserts because uh, I'm not going to get into it, but it, it's across a couple of tables where things are lit perfectly fine one moment, and then all of a sudden you activate Dim. something else, and all of a sudden it dims, and you're like, well, what the heck just happened? Um, mm, okay. So See, on Android, it looks great because we don't have any of those issues with dynamic right. lighting. Like, it looks... Right. The, the way they baked the lighting in on that table looks really, really nice and yeah. crisp. Like the 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 graphics on it are really, really crisp for the for the season that it was in at the time with the technology they had. Like the, it's a very sharp looking table. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's a point of difference between us on that one. But um, yep. yeah. But we can agree that, on Firebell that, and Eldorado. That's absolutely. Those absolutely. two are great. Uh, next up. So we had some we had some debate about this too because uh, the table we're going with is Roadshow. Yes, um, I said my problem is is I could fill this entire list with nothing but Lawler tables, <laughs> and I kind of did the same. I think really when, when I first pitched same, my yeah. tables, and uh, yeah. Jared had picked Safecracker, and I yes. was talking him down from that, saying that although it looks fine and plays fine, there's a lot of people that uh, hate the it's way it's a polarizing plays. table. It is a very it's polarizing, a polarizing table. table. Um, yeah. And so it's not a knock on the build itself, but more a knock on if you were really trying to entice somebody with a table, this is not going to be the one. It, again, going back to the home theater equivalent, it would be the yeah. equivalent of after you showing them a whole bunch of action sequences with nice, loud, awesome things that then you throw in, I don't know, like out of Africa. <laughs> and you're like, well, look at the look at the beautiful scenery. And the person's like, really? This is demo material. I could care less. Show me explosions. Yep. So yeah, explosions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Safecracker isn't really explosions table, except yeah. when you get the token running down the the, right. the table, which is hard to do. Like, let's yeah. be serious. Like, it's it hard. It is. So uh, anyway, we went. We decided to go with Roadshow. Um, again, it's a nice very, wide body. Nice wide it's body, a, which you gotta you gotta experience what that feeling is like in TPA mm. um, yep. is again crisp graphics, really nice audio package and the physics are yes. pretty dang good on it. They are, yeah, they are pretty good. It's got heaps and heaps of things to do on that table. Mm -hmm. It's got a really deep rule set. Exactly. Modes that you can... Yeah, it's it's actually like it's actually a good one to have in your actual real collection if you have pinball machines because of its <laughs> right. depth. Um, right. But yeah, on TPA it's it translates really, really well. Uh, nice job on that one, Farsight, I think. Not to mention that then you get the creepy talking heads that uh, I'm sure somebody will be like, I've seen that before. And, you know, I like, think yeah, they've got a name for that, actually. I yeah, think it's actually called, it's called Pintronics, I think the heads are oh. um, called. Yeah. I just call them creepy heads. Um, creepy heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Our uh, next choice. And again, me and Jared. <laughs> We don't necessarily care for the table, but it looks good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. A jackbot. So yes. I think I say I, I'm i not a fan necessarily of the layout. I specifically do not enjoy Pinbot at all. Um, but jackbot, being the same layout, I do get a kick out of it. And I do think that, again, the presentation of it is really good. The lighting is fantastic. The graphics are nice, crisp. The audio package comes through clear as a bell. Um, mm. I don't know of any bugs. And uh, one of the big complaints with Pinbot was if you get the ball stuck in the bumpers, it would just shoot them out to your left out lane like nine times out of ten, it felt like. And so that would just become the source of frustration. And Jackbot doesn't yeah. – they tuned it better. <laughs> so it's not that oh, yes. horrendous. That's right. There is subtle tuning changes in um, in Jackpot, which make it a lot more fun to play. And it's all really about the casino run in that game, isn't it? That's the exciting part, like gambling and trying to avoid the bombs and using the cheats in it. I was going to say, the There's gambling extra... aspect adds to it. Um, and then mm. on top of that, with it being you know just a reskin of Jackbot or of uh, Pinbot, 
again, you got the people that they maybe they were familiar with Pinbot and they see Jackbot and their you know their memory is fuzzy, but they're like, oh yeah, I remember that visor thing. Oh yeah, you know. And so it's again, you're hitting hitting two birds with uh, no, yeah, two birds. You're, you're essentially hitting two eras with yes. this with this particular choice. Like so, you'll get the people from the '80s that had a misspent youth, yes. and then you'll get the people that have only been in the arcades in the the late '90s. And so that's a good bridging like to get people oh yeah i remember this sort of thing yeah exactly that's right uh moving on we got uh we went with dracula dracula. dracula now we had to debate a fair bit about this didn't we yes we did we did uh i'm one of those people that i think the art and this is all related to the real machine i hate the art yeah. on the real machine i don't care for the yeah. gameplay um i i don't like the machine personally but you gotta admit the far side did a good job on it. Yeah, this table probably it's very, very crisp, the graphics on it, um, even on mobile. Um the the you know, the the miss multiball is a cool feature that surprises you the first time you see it. Mm -hmm. And um the stackable nature of the multiballs in this game gives it the longevity that it needs. Like if you can get a triple stack on this. Uh, you get huge amount of points, and that's really fun to achieve that too. And so, the, physics yeah, it's, on it, it's... the physics on it are pretty spot on. Um, again, it plays yeah. like the real machine. Um, it does. Yeah. And so, again, if you're using it for demo purposes, trying to get somebody, entice somebody, and have them walk away going, "Hey, good recommendations to me. Thank you." Yeah, I think that's one this of those. It's is... a safe bet. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think this is a pretty good one to choose. Moving on some more, we go with, hey, look at this, another lightning flipper table, Fishtails. Fishtails. Yeah, this one was one that we sort of just, when we were debating the tables, we went, uh, how about Fishtails? And pretty much at the same time, we came to the same conclusions that, yeah, you know what, this is actually a pretty fun game. It's uh, it's of that era where it was all about, you know, locking the balls, getting the moldy ball, um, and, you know, maybe doing a few modes. There was a video mode in this, very much like... Um, the getaway high speed two sort of rule set. It's all about right. multiple driven with a few sort of distractions along the way. But you know, getting rock the boat on this game game really getting the scores going with the um the cross ramps is a hell of a lot of fun. Right. You gotta and have your you gotta have your Mark Ritchie cross ramps at some point. You've totally got to get the double cross. Yep, absolutely. And the other cool thing is if you have a weak shot up the um the boat, which is a big center feature of this game, of course, so you get a U-turn. So if it goes back the other way, you get like this U-turn. So they really thought well um, from a real perspective about utilizing every single aspect of what the table could do physically um, and sort of gave you things that you could sort of aim for in the game based on that. So it's it's well implemented, but the lightning flippers on this game, for the record, I think this game was designed to use full-length flippers but when it went to the um, the European market, they demanded that it have lightning flippers, and that's kind of what they ship them out as. So yeah, it's brutal because of that. So the other quick thing, game is times when you find this table out in the wild, the play field is usually just beat to crap. <laughs> um, the yeah, usually because it's very fun to play. Well, and it's also just I think how the ball comes off of the the boat u-turn and everything else like that it the, the fish in the front of that are always just scraped up faded um mm. very frequently the play fields just beat so uh and this one was even a play field that had the automotive clear coat called diamond diamond yeah. plate on it and even with yeah. that it's still getting beaten up so this game's got a hammering usually in its lifetime because it's just very accessible to play, and that's right, why so it's, it's a good table to recommend. Yeah, it's nice because all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is why it should have played. Oh, okay, isn't that wonderful? You know, or mm. this is how it should look. That's right. Um, so the final table that me and Jared came up with a consensus on, and we'll have two more uh, following uh, single picks of our own, was Whitewater. Mm. Yes. Now, the tricky thing with Whitewater is that the audio package is... Not good, but that's not Farsight's problem. That's Williams's problem. <laughs> um, yeah. The ROM had really crackly and poppy voice samples in it. And I remember in beta, we're going, geez, what have you done to the sound on this? And he goes, nothing. This is how it yeah. actually comes in the ROM. Like, it's yeah. just how it is. It's terrible. They've, when they compress the audio on it, I mean, this what this was a pre-DCS uh, game as well. So you don't have the digital aspect of it. It's all mm -hmm. analog audio and they just messed up the compression on it when they were doing it 
the the part that makes this such a fun table to recommend to people is the left uh ramp habit trail whatever you want to call it the the falls and just watching yeah, the that falls. ball go it's it's such a it's one of those things that when you finally get the ball to go up there and ride along it, it's like, yes. I mean, you just feel good doing that. Um, it's a cool shot. And, it, you know, the whirlpool's cool as well, how it disappears and goes yeah. on the, it goes out somewhere else. And if you're not, if, if you haven't played this game before and you make that shot, you go, where's the ball going to come out of? And then right. you see the mountains start flashing and then it rockets out of that, <laughs> out of that um, up kicker eject to your right flipper and scares the bejeebas out of you. It did no, for me, at least when I was playing. I went, I went, whoa, geez, <laughs> where'd that come from? Now, I will say, if you're playing this in DX11, turn the bull brightness way the heck down. Um, Farside unfortunately nuked this table um, oh, right. with, the, with the bull brightness. I think I have mine down at like 10%. Um, oh, the wow. bulbs, yeah, the bulbs still flash. You can still see everything lighting-wise, but now you can actually read what the inserts say. And also it, it completely blows out the inserts if you have it up too high, yeah. right? Yeah, they had it up too high, it was blowing out the inserts. Um I've come mm. across this now and then on a few tables. Uh, I actually just turned Indies uh bulbs down also. Um mm. me being a person that works in camera, I don't like it when you know things blow out. They shouldn't yeah. be that way. It's not that way in real life. So I will turn the bulbs down until it looks like a natural lighting situation with the bulbs. Um, still they have with, the proper still glow. with the benefits of, you know, like the benefits of a DX11 lighting system, but just not with, with the nuking. Cause, exactly, because I'm still, still turning down the room, the environmental room lighting way the heck down too. I usually ride mine at 20%, sometimes 15%. Um, so it's still so like is, a really dark room. No, it's not okay. terribly dark. It's uh, call it twilight. Um, twilight. Okay. So you can so still with... you can still see things on the table that aren't lit, but mm. not not to the point where it's like nice and bright. It's just you know you understand yeah. that it's there. Um, part of that is that like on tables uh, such as uh, Champion Pub or Funhouse uh, or even Roadshow, those big toys should be fully lit. You should be able to yeah. see them, even though they don't have a light necessarily shining directly on them. They should be lit by the insert that's on the bottom. And yes. the way that Farsight has designed their lighting program, the lighting throw, the throw of the lighting does not go far enough. And so yeah, all yeah. The, you know, the surfaces should be reflective and catch lighting, glints of lighting and give you it. And especially on Champion Pub, you don't see anything. It's, it, I've complained about this numerous times. So yeah, I, right. I turn up the lighting in the room just enough that I can still make out what is there, um, mm. but still keeping that nighttime-ish because I want the light show. Um, yeah, it's got to be dazzling. Like when the flash is going off, you want to do what flash is supposed to do and like Wins. make you a little <laughs> bit, yeah, a little bit sort of dazed. Exactly. That's what they're designed to do. Exactly. Everything in a pinball is designed to make your ball drain, even the lighting. You got to remember that. So <laughs> that's why you see stern pinballs with their like LED flashes now, which are practically blinding in a yeah. dark room. Yeah. It's so much so that on Game of Thrones, there are actually two settings in the settings to turn down the intensity of the light mm -hmm. show purely because of epileptic issues. Like uh, it's that bad that you will trigger an epileptic attack if you are susceptible to it. So they had to actually have an option to dial it back a bit. So Jared, what is, to... yeah. What is your, uh, what is your final pick for uh, tables to recommend? Oh, geez. What was it again? I forget what you I were said. Stuck, it was. You were really wanting to say either safe cracker or champion pub. Yeah, it was for me. It was champion pub. I think because it's another one of those games that it has so many cool toys and things to muck around with, like the boxing bag and this jump rope and the massive dude in the middle that punches back at you and you can do an uppercut on him and all that sort of stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do in this game and it's got, it really has the theme of like a, a 1930s brawler boxing rink, like a, like a, you know, a fight club style, um, uh, tournament thing really down well like they, they've done the theming beautifully the voice work in it is great um, so is your recommendation more for the table itself or for Farsight's build because um, that was my argument against say... it was Farsight's build uh, again what I just said about the lighting in DX11 it's not good uh, I know people complained on PlayStation uh, that the jump rope mechanism doesn't work 
um, as it should, that it's very buggy in that respect. Um, I haven't really found a lot of trouble with, with the jump rope assembly at all. Like it works fine. I can get up to like 13 or 14 jumps on it. No problem at all. So for me that, that works well. Um, it, everything seems to be okay from, from what I've seen. I haven't really encountered any, any big bugs with this table at all. So okay. on mobile, it plays really well. Okay. So that was why, that was why I was talking Jared down from it, but we'll let Jared have his pick because mm -hmm. Jared's probably going to talk me down from my pick. My choices were between Centaur and high speed. And I wound up going with high speed because I think even in DX9, the lighting, that was the first time that Farsight actually programmed in the table to go dark. Um, oh, yeah. When, the, when all the lights See, turn off, at which they'd never attempted to do that. You know, they, I don't know what they did. They, you know, almost like forced a dark <laughs> pane on top of it until the lights came back on. But it really yeah. captured the effect of what that table is all about. Um, Absolutely, on top, on top of of them capturing, you know, the speed of it. And I've played it a couple of times, and when that upper flipper doesn't have the proper strength, or there's something misaligned on the table, it just totally ruins the table. And so, Farsight having it tuned correctly to work, uh, it just to me, it shows off that table, but you said that you found it to be soulless. It is absolutely soulless on mobile because, as you say, it's all about the light show. That era of table like relied on the light show to draw players in. And, of course, without any dynamic lighting on Android at all, it's flat and it's lifeless and really boring. But that's what um, I'm saying. The non-dynamic lighting version, DX9, they still managed to pull that off on Steam. So you're saying that they didn't no. pull that off on, on Android? No. Table does not dim or do any sort of. We don't have any sort of dynamic lighting apart from like alpha bloom on the flashes where we have a little sort of yeah. extra sort of haze around the, the things. There's nothing. All right. So, anyway, those are our, our 10 tables that we feel that you could recommend safely to somebody enough to entice them to then maybe go, all right, I'll buy seasons or hey, can you tell me some more tables? If they yeah, ask right. you some more tables, here are the 10, or, well, I don't even know if it's 10. Uh, call it the uh, six worst tables that you could possibly recommend to somebody to try out in TPA. Yeah. Um, we're going to start with the most obvious. Do not recommend going nuts. <laughs> no, do not. It's, it's not it's the one you want. Hateable. It's hateable. And again, it's not necessarily having to do with anything that uh, Farsight did on this. Although somewhat you can blame Farsight on uh, certain aspects of it, but it's just, it's a terrible, terrible table. And it's paired with Flight 2000, which Farsight did a good job on it, other than the fact that uh, Flight 2000 has just a bunch of railroad. Yeah, uh, you can instances. see it. It's it's terrible in some of the railroad. Like, I enjoy the game. I do yeah. play it. It's a but it's just, yeah, you can see the visible railroads coming to effect when you're playing it. It's exactly. Not good. So don't recommend going on Sora Flight 2000. Uh, the other obvious one, don't recommend Black Knight. Oh, no. <laughs> because Black Knight is, as we all know, it's not emulated. It's got bugs up the wazoo. It's got terrible art um, that, yep. that Farsight did fix because I don't know... Uh, Many of you that have been listening to us for a long time remember the prefixed version of Black Knight where it looks like somebody has started a fire on the table <laughs> and <laughs> it had yeah. burnt burnt areas. Um, it, now, here's the thing. You might be tempted to recommend somebody to buy Black Knight because it's paired with Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm. But again, Creature, bad for demo purposes because it's got the it vacuum is. ramp. It's got really kind of shady audio. It's got terrible graphics on the uh, on any of the raised, uh, like the braised plastic above the, the slingshots. It's out of focus. Yeah. It's fuzzy. Um, bad, bad. It's not it a needs, good look. No, it needs, it needs an art package big time. And it's got some, I don't want to call them railroads, but very predictable ball bouncing. Um, yes. Especially if you've ever played the real machine, that table is wild and crazy and hard to, hard to manage and doing something like move your car should not be anywhere near as easy as it is in the TPA. No. Cause that, that middle, um, lane is if you don't get a good direct shot up it, it rattles around and it'll come straight back down the middle. It's brutal. 
Like, I used really to joke is. that the creature was one of those tables that even though I hated the presentation of it, I still enjoyed playing it. And so it was like hate playing. Um, yeah. I, I had this weird dichotomy going on where it was just like, God, I really don't, I shouldn't like this table, but I'm enjoying playing it all the same, but it's just not a good build. I, I wish they would do better on it. So anyway, yes. don't recommend either of those, you know, Black Knight and Going Nuts, those table packs, just stay far away. Don't recommend those to anybody. Um, mm. Don't recommend Circus Voltaire. No, I really wish that it was one that we could. Yeah. But it's such a shame because it's a fun table in real life. It's a but fun table and it should be a it's complete showstopper. In TPA. Yeah, it should be a complete it's... showstopper in looks. But yeah, the ball is floaty. The lighting still isn't quite correct, uh, especially if you've ever seen a real one. Uh, yeah. The chrome. That neon tube the just neon casts light on oh, God, everything yeah. in the game. Yeah. It looks great. And the chrome just shimmers everywhere. And uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, it's such a vibrant table in real life. But on, I mean, certainly on mobile on TBA, it's flat and lifeless. Yeah. And from from a Android or like iOS perspective, the way the juggler multi-ball locks um work are totally unconvincing like it's like the ball goes down and it's being held by an invisible post and then when it goes to juggle the ball the ball just sort of moves slightly into the cup and then transfers over to the other cup and it's got farting saucer noises everywhere in it and it's it's terrible it is terrible on top of that you'll never have a table that uh loses your ball completely off the table more than circus voltaire um mm -hmm. rom wise i don't know what the heck they did and farsight refuses to acknowledge uh you should have a different set of judges judging your performance every single gameplay yes and in tpa you have the exact same three judges every single time yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And we've pointed it out to Farsight, and they've just kind of done the, well, no, that's just what it is in family in uh, free play mode. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It many times in free play mode, and that's not the case. Judges judges alternate. Not only that, but judges used to alternate on certain Yes. Oh, did they? They did. And I don't know if this is when they switched to DX11 or what they did update-wise, but they don't switch anymore. So, again... They used to switch. We don't know what happened. Um, unfortunately, so, yes. Circus Voltaire is paired up with Funhouse. And again, Funhouse is not necessarily a, a showstopper. Um, and it's no. got it's way too easy also. Um, mm. But it is one of those, t you know, it's going to be hard for somebody to not want to buy that pack. They'll be like, but, 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 but. And you're like, no, 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 please. Just not don't. good for demo purposes. You know, you're going to come right. away kind of going, well, that wasn't, and you're going to then come to our forum and gripe and complain. So yeah, just like <laughs> everyone else does. Exactly. Tables. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number three, we went with, or I should, I'm counting down from number six. So number three, mm. uh, the Dr. Dude firepower combo pack. Yeah. That's Dr. Yeah. Dude has some pretty poor tuning. Um, yeah. On top of that, it is a crazy busy table to look at. I mean, even if you see it in person, it's yeah, crazy it's to look clown at. Vomit busy. Like it, and, it is. Unfortunately, that requires extra care on Farsight's part to really delineate the graphics, to really get the lighting dead perfect, so mm -hmm. that you have that sense of dimension and you can figure out where you are on the table with the ball, and it does not translate well. I don't think it doesn't. Um, I remember. Yeah in the beta for that particular table, they had to take the curly wires out. You know, the yeah. little curly wires mm -hmm. because the there were so many polygons in it yeah. that um, they had to exclude it at the time. But later on, they were able to put it back in after they got some performance issues worked out. Like it was, those curly wires were causing the, the gameplay to chug yeah, <laughs> because of the amount of rendering it had to do. But, and then Dr. Yeah. Dude is paired with Firepower, which again, it's not emulated. And so we've got issues that pop up because of that. Um, and the light show is pretty bland on it when in real life it was kind of pretty cool um, it's not a game that has any flashes in it because I don't know why um, but even the, there's little touches in that table like it doesn't even have a ball saucer it just has this blank sort of wooden texture to it and it's well, just that's, not right it is a wood I mean it's not a steel saucer that it goes into at all it is wood but it's lacking that again the the graphical depth. It needs the intricate 
detail that they obviously mm. cheaped out on the polygon count with. So you would know what that source looks like because you yes, have one exactly pieces. So is it actually a, like a? Because I know a lot of the time it's it'll be like a round hole, but there'll be like a a plastic sort of red sorcery thing that the ball sits in while it's waiting to be kicked out. Is there like a metal plate that it rests against when the ball's in there, or um, can you remember? No, I think it's a plastic. No. It's a, I believe it's plastic. Yeah, the thing is, though, on the table, there's actually not even that. There's not right. even a hint that there's like a plastic stopper in the bottom. It's just exactly. like this wood texture all the way across, and it looks rubbish. Like, there's no sense of mechanical yeah. um, elements in there. So, yeah, it's unconvincing. Yeah. The flippers are also way overpowered. Oh, uh, yeah, they are. And the ball. Now, this is a fast table to begin with, but again, this is part of Farside's, hey, let's make it just blitz where yeah. this can also be a slow-moving table. You know, if the ball's not uh, hitting certain Touching aspects. Anything. Right, it's mm. going to be a slower roller. It's a flat table. It's not a steep incline. That's um, right. I mean, it's an early solid state. Like, yeah. These ones don't roll as fast as the um, the later ones. Yeah. Uh, number two would be Harley-Davidson because nobody should have to play Harley-Davidson. No. <laughs> Um, this is again one of those tables where it's it looks ugly, um, bad lighting choices, bad graphics. Uh, you know that they put on. Um, it just it looks fake. It doesn't look real. Mm. Um, you question it the entire time you're playing it, um, and and that you shouldn't be doing that. You should be able to fall into the fantasy of it. And with Harley, you just don't. And then no. on top of it. it it's just not that great of a table. No. Um, and and the sad thing is, is it's paired with Taxi, which is more likely what somebody would be like, I remember Taxi, I want to play Taxi. And Taxi, not necessarily much better. Again, not good right. graphical implementation, not that great of tuning. Um, it's got the same problem with lack of mechanical like elements in the table. Like It should have, um, on the left-hand side in the drag shot, there's a catapult. Um, assembly, and it's just devoid of any evidence that the catalog, uh, a catapult assembly is there. It's just like they haven't filled in the animated catapult mechanism in there, and it just looks really fake when the ball rockets out of there. Like, yeah, it's not good. And you and you compare Taxi to its uh, sister table, Diner, uh, which mm. they did in season three, and right there you can see what the difference between the two tables are. Um, yeah, a where, noted difference, and noted it's much difference. much better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, number one, this one's going to shock people. Do not recommend Attack from Mars, and no. it's uh, paired with Genie. Um, <laughs> and that's now, half the reason why. <laughs> that's half, that is half the reason. Attack Unfortunately, from, Attack from Mars. Now, when it first came out, uh, for instance, the strobe multiball mode was completely pointless because nothing happened on the table during that. Um, you had there were no strobes. Farsight yeah. has gone in at least in DX in the dynamic lighting and given us strobes and given us flashers. I don't know if they've done that on Android at all. Nope, nope. no so strobe. Right there, right. So right there is is just such a huge negative when a big mode on the table does nothing. It's, it's all about the strobe. <laughs> exactly. It is about the strobe on that table. That's what the it is actually a feature of the table. The yeah. strobe. Now, on top of that, I again, I know they fixed this on the PC version. I don't know that it's been fixed on any of the console versions, but there were a few shots that, from a cradled position, you could not hit. Like, if you were cradling on the uh, the left flipper, trying to hit the right ramp, it was impossible. You could right. not. And, and this, when I say it was impossible, one of the players in our forum who is just a master at TPA, uh, Tarek Obederk, I think is the name, and also, uh, yeah. Yeah. and also uh, V. Palmer, both of them said it's impossible. You cannot make this shot, and it, it should be such an obvious shot to be able to make. Farsight mm. has since gone back and tuned it so that you can make that shot. Um, but again, I don't know if that translated to any of the PlayStation or Xbox versions. Also, there was the issue of you'd go around the, the orbit a couple of times, and all of a sudden they would do this weird thing where it hit an invisible collision, and the ball would go wing on a, a strange angle and go straight down the middle. Or, oh. or it was either straight down the middle or uh, straight in the outline. But it was like, what did it just hit? It hit nothing in the last two times I looped it. It was perfectly fine. So yeah. 
uh, it had some serious tuning issues. So again, your mileage may vary on what platform you're playing on, but that's why I wouldn't recommend it. Genie, right. I wouldn't recommend. Um, a, if you're not playing in dynamic lighting, it is a nuked mess that is completely flat and devoid of any life. Yes, agreed. <laughs> that's what it looks like on on Android. Unfortunately, it's fun to it's fun to play, but it looks like boring. It is uh, much better with uh, dynamic lighting, but you still suffer from the giant crime that is the ball moves at speeds that are not supposed to move at on Genie. Uh, no, that's right. It's just completely very, wrong. This is a very flat, wide-body machine, and the ball should it not should be, be flat. About. Yeah. And it should be floaty. Like exactly. it's supposed to be all floaty, and it should be like the ball is coming towards your flippers in slow motion as you try and nudge it back into play again right and it's just not like that it's it's not it's too fast it's the same with um flight 2000 as well mm -hmm. um it's just that game is too fast it's a fast game like i've seen videos of it being played but it's so fast i almost lose track of the ball on it it's just unrealistic so uh yeah those are those are our don't recommends uh obviously with them being uh double packs you know and picking six well we kind of wound up with uh 12 tables instead of yeah. 10. Um, but that's the way it goes, right? Uh, yep, that's right. Yeah. You I mean, know. if you're a completist and you want to get them after you get all the good right. games and you just want to go, you look, whatever, there's a Steam sale, I get them. Look, they're not terrible. Like, they're still playable games. They've just got some issues, except for Black Knight, which is actually really, really terrible. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. hey, why don't uh, why don't all of you let us know what you think of our list? Were we on the money? Were we missing something? Are you very uh, offended that we either included or didn't include a certain table? Why don't you uh, send us an email at blah blah blockade at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at blockade. Let us know what you think of our list. Um, me and Jared had some fun just kind of debating back and forth, and it was really hard to put aside our biases towards. Like, I could have filled this entire list with nothing but Gottlieb's. <laughs> yeah, totally. But that's just because I don't like Gottlieb's. It has nothing to do with the quality that Farsight did. And that's what we wanted to focus on was, yeah, what are the tables that Farsight did a bang-up job on? What are tables that Farsight should really, 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 really revisit? <laughs> that's that's definitely the important point here. Like when you, If you are going to debate this on the forum, don't be tempted to go, well, this table, as in the manufactured version that you play in the arcade, I don't like this table because right. of this reason. All right. about the job that Farsight has done, implementing it and making it as true to life as possible. Yeah. So just bear that in mind. Bear that in mind. Uh, so beyond that, you can hit me and Jared up on Twitter. Uh, I am at Shut Your Traps. Jared is at Jared Morgs. Uh, say hello to us, won't you? Yeah, come and on. Then you, and then if you follow along, you can uh, get tweets of uh, me saying things like when uh, recently doing, again, wizard mode hunting, and I was just doing um, uh, Cyclone. No, excuse me, not Cyclone, uh, Hurricane. And yep. going through all the wizard goals, and one of the things that I noticed they didn't make us do was get three balls into the Ferris wheel at the same time because that'll score you 2 million points if you can do that. Oh, thank, wow, okay. Yeah, thank God they didn't make us do that, because that is just pure brutality if they did. But that falls into line with, but they made us put two balls into the shooter plunger lane on... <laughs> on Victory. On TX, no, on TX Sector. On TX, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm glad you guys didn't do it. Why did you have to do it on this other one? But then again why didn't you do it on this? Because it seems like that's a true sign of a wizard, isn't it not? Whereas instead on, on Hurricane, we had three different wizard goals that you don't have to get in that game because it carries over to the next game. You know, that's your right. collection, uh, which to me, that has nothing to do with wizard. Your wizards mm. should be what you can accomplish with one quarter, not what you can accomplish with $5 worth of quarters. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly so, right. So, uh, yeah, uh, drop us lines, follow us, uh, give us some notes on what you would like to maybe hear us talk about in the future, and we'll incorporate it. You never know what uh, inspires us to uh, base a show around. Uh, in the meantime, go, right. play some, go play some Indy 500. It's a, it's a gooder. You'll enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Sure is. 
So that has been our session, and uh, we will talk to everybody again next week. Maybe next week we'll be able to uh, get Blab up and running again, uh, as I just got a message mm-hmm. from Pinball Wiz going, did I miss it? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. Oh, no, no, we just weren't able to be there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be recording again next Saturday, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to give you some uh, my, my report on being able to play NBA Fast Break paired with another nba fast break yeah oh that'd be pretty cool yeah i'm getting gonna hopefully be able to do that uh at our league tomorrow uh because that's what it's been promised so oh it's gonna be good i'm very very much interested in hearing how that goes i've I've never had that opportunity before me neither me neither never had it one of my favorite games so all right until next until next time folks we will uh chat thanks for listening see you later WizardAmusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favourite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.